Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. In 2017, 68.5% of Social Security disability insurance applicants that applied on their own were denied benefits, oftentimes because the process or paperwork is complicated and overwhelming. My guest today is Mary Dale Walters. She's a senior vice president for ALSUP. Mary Dale, welcome to the show. This is a little bit of an intimidating number to hear. How do you even know if you're eligible? What are the parameters for even applying for Social Security Disability Insurance? That's the first and most important question. Uh, you uh, need to have worked uh, for five out of the last 10 years uh, and paid FICA taxes. You know, those payroll taxes we don't pay attention to in our paycheck. You can learn if you meet that criteria by going to ssa.gov, or you probably may know off the top of your head, yes, I have worked five out of the last 10 years. You are between the ages of 21 and whatever your formal retirement age is, 65, 66 and a half, and you have a lot of medical um, evidence for a physical or mental illness and your doctor's essentially confirmation that you're no longer able to work because of that disability or disabilities. Mary Dale, what about self-employed people that pay quarterly income taxes? Self-employed people are paying FICA taxes uh, if they're self-employed legally and paying all their taxes. They will be paying their FICA taxes, and that qualifies them for theoretically for eligibility, uh, or at least to be considered. There's two types of eligibility that Social Security looks at. The first is, am I technically eligible? Am I a legal resident? Do I have legal right to benefits? And have I worked five out of the last 10 years and paid into the system? Uh, It's just like paying insurance premiums um, through your FICA taxes. And then the other is, am I medically severe enough that I'm unable to work because of that disability? So I wish I had known that last summer, Mary Dale, because my husband broke his foot and he's a wallpaper hanger and he's been doing it for 30 years, but he couldn't work for four months and he couldn't go up on ladders. And we didn't do that Social Security Disability Insurance because everybody told us, oh, well, he's self-employed, he can't do it, or it takes too long to get once you apply and do all of that. It doesn't even kick in for a couple of months. Is that a myth? Um, no, and I should have been more specific. You, your disability that prevents you from working needs to be um, needs to last twelve months or more. Okay, and or will result in your death. So, in the case of your husband, he would have been insured if he um, had been paying his FICA taxes. Uh, and if he, um, if that foot problem became one that was going to clearly last twelve months. I think that one of the myths about Social Security is you're on it for the rest of your life once you're on it. There are people, and they are even incented to go back to work through a Social Security program, who just need that help for a year or two because they've got cancer they're trying to beat. They've had a horrible car accident, and they have to learn how to walk again and uh, and be mobile again and drive again. And it may take them a couple years, and that's what that real benefit value is, is it's it's for that longer term or permanent disability. 
Well, I'm glad you cleared that up for me anyway, because that was a question that I certainly had. <laughs> so, you know, this really is all about me on the show anyway. No, I'm just kidding, listeners. Okay, so <laughs> let's start with the first thing that you want people to know about getting help at the beginning of the process. Once you've gone through in your mind, whether you have been paying FICA for those five years, whether you are eligible, whether it's something that's going to go over that 12-month period, then what? You you know, you've got bills to pay. So what do you want people to know about getting started? You should uh, get help. Um, there are representatives who will help you assess if you're eligible, if you're medically severe enough. Uh, ALSIP does this for 27,000 people this year alone. Um, and they will make sure that you've got all the medical evidence for Social Security. They will ask you a lot of questions to make sure you've got all the details Social Security is going to need. And then you should apply when it's when it's clear that you're not going to be able to work for 12 months or more. Some people wait a while thinking, well, I'm going to get better, I'm going to get better. But the process can take a really long time. So you should apply at the point at which you can't really work any longer because of your disability. Uh, if you're still working and you apply, you know, usually they're going to turn you down because the key is I can't work because of my disability. There's a five-month waiting period at the beginning of that. So even if you apply today and you stopped work last month, Social Security is going to add five months to that that back, that front end after the time you ended work. So if you ended, let's say, June 1st, you've got a five-month wait before your benefits would actually kick in. The other reason you want help in the beginning and you want to be really buttoned up and, and know for sure that you can't work for 12 months or more is that only about 34% of all people who apply for benefits are going to be told, okay, you're eligible now. Um, there are four different steps to the major components of the Social Security system. If you can get your benefits in that first step, the initial application, you've maybe got a four-month wait. If you have to go beyond that to the next three appeal levels, you could be adding a couple years to your wait time. Um, you would wait another four years for most states. At the next level, you will wait 18 months to get a hearing before a judge on average. And then there's another level above that that could take up to a year to get a decision. So it can be a long fight, um, but the difference between people who go on their own when they apply and the difference with people who have a representative when they apply, it's different. It's a 60% better chances if you're using an ALSIP as your rep, for example, versus applying on your own. Mary Dale, you used the word fight. And if we're putting into this system, why should we have to fight? And is it that... I mean, is that why people are so skeptical and and hesitant to even start the process because they say, well, for some reason, I'm just not going to get it? You know, I mean, why do you have to fight for something we've been paying in? Because it is a program like any other insurance program where you have to prove that you deserve the benefits. And there are certain types of illnesses that the door opens to you and you get through in weeks. Uh, there's about 225 types of illnesses, um, stage four cancers, for example, um, where Social Security says, okay, you know, you're in, let's go. 
But a lot of other things require them to review medical. Sometimes they give your materials to a vocational rehabilitation specialist, and then they want to add their opinion as to whether or not you can work because of the severity of this disability. Um, there's some subjectivity to it. It varies by where you live in the country sometimes uh, as to how they make their decisions because of just regional attitudes and cultures. Um, people themselves, this is why it helps to have help at the beginning, a lot of us are emotionally struggling with this decision, and, and we might answer a question in a way that sounds logical to us, but to Social Security implies, oh, this person still has a mentality that they could work. Um, you tell Social Security in the beginning your hobby is riding motorcycles, and they say, well, if your back problem is so bad, how come you can still ride a motorcycle? But you don't really say to them, that used to be my hobby. I had to sell the motorcycle because I can't ride it anymore. So having that kind of detail, you, you mentioned your husband and how you all looked and got different uh, different comments back about his yeah. eligibility. Most people, this is the first time most people do this. It's not like paying our taxes where, you know, we do it every year. So there's a language, there's a process, there's a, there's a subjectivity to some of it that you have to really understand and, and really nail down all the details and, you know, down in the weeds to some degree to convince people that you are uh, eligible for the benefit based on your disability. And it's a little disheartening or intimidating when you speak about how long it takes for it to actually kick in with bills to pay. Is there a compassionate allowance condition if you need to expedite your claim? Does Is that very hard to get? Um, if you have one of those 200-plus specific disabilities, you will get through very quickly. Social Security is very compassionate that way. Um, and a lot of people get those diagnoses you know, they've been struggling to stay at work and they're finally diagnosed, well, you know, you have colon cancer and and you're at stage four. That's pretty serious. Um, you, there is something called a dire need request. And a dire need request is when you are able to say to Social Security, I am uh, homeless. I can't afford food. I can't afford utilities. Really severe um, personal um, impact like that sometimes will get them to speed up the review of your claim. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to say, yes, we agree, you're eligible. It does mean that they will speed up your claim um, and review it more quickly usually because you are homeless, for example. Um, but again, you you have to work really hard to to make sure that that they understand the impact on you. But other than that, it's really about your disability and your ability to work. What other benefits might come with Social Security Disability Insurance? Are there other things that come along with it? There are, and I think a lot of people don't know that as they go into the system. You, you obviously get the, the monthly benefit payment. The average in the country right now is about $1,200. It depends on whether how old you are and how much, uh, you know, what your salary and your compensation has been over the years. Um, but your dependents, if you have children in your household who are uh, younger than 18, they also can get benefits if you're on Social Security disability. Um, you also get, after two years on disability, you get Medicare. 
And this, uh, you could be the average age of disability for Social Security is 54. So you're getting Medicare at 54 or 56 when normally you would wait till 65. That's a really important value um, for people on the benefit because you're sick, you need health care, you need medical care, you need insurance to pay for that care. So Medicare is a big, a big win for, for people. Um, the other thing, it's a little complicated, but you're, when you go on Social Security disability, Social Security stops, uh, changes how they calculate your retirement benefit because when you reach your retirement age, you go off of Social Security disability and you go on to the retirement program. So they change how they calculate what your retirement benefit will be down the road and they basically don't put a bunch of zeros into the calculation for all those years that you weren't able to work because you were on Social Security disability. So there's actually a protection of your benefit for retirement that a lot of people don't know about. Of course, with Medicare comes uh, prescription drug coverage, um, so that's an added advantage. And if you're one of those people, like 52% of our people say, you know, I really want to try to go back to work one day, there's even a return-to-work program called the Ticket to Work program. And if you're on benefits, Social Security will um, help you go back to work through what they call employment networks. Also, is also an employment network. And the employment network will help you get into a trial work period, manage all your earnings, exchange of information with Social Security, help make sure that if you can't stay at work, you get back on your benefits smoothly. Uh, So there are lots of other things that come with Social Security disability uh, when you first get it. So Mary Dale, tell us a little bit about ALSUP and and other companies that are like this. Do you, I mean, is there a percentage? Why are you doing what you do? Sure. That's a good question. Um, There are uh, representatives all around the country Um, Alsup's been in business for about 35 years. Our owner, Mr. Alsup, is still running the business, and he used to work for Social Security, and he left thinking there's got to be a better way. And now there are 400 people here um, creating a better way uh, and trying to deliver really true help to people who are in this process. We have reps all over the country, so it doesn't matter where you live. We're national. Uh, we also accept people and, and work with people at that application level, which is not always common among representatives. Um, representatives can be non-attorneys, which is what ALSIP is, or they can be attorneys. Um, they both get paid the same way. Um, if you um, hire a rep and the rep gets you your benefits, then your fee is 25% of whatever your retroactive or back pay will be. Because you usually wait so long to get the, a determination that, yes, you are eligible, they pay you those back months. Um, oh, uh, that's good to know. In a lump sum amount. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't help you financially, as you were quite uh, asking me, you know, as you go along. But you do get, a, you do get a, bit, a big check at the end that says, okay, well, you were eligible 14 months ago. We're going to give you 14 months worth of benefits back here. So from that amount... Social Security will remove the fee for your rep and send it to us and then give you the rest. They'll do all the accounting for you. So Social Security Um, pays you guys? Well, they pay us out of that retroactive uh, fee Mm -hmm. that the claimant has earned. So the claimant is really paying the fee, but Social Security just handles all the bookkeeping for the claimant and for us. 
Um, it's 25% of that retroactive amount, and it's capped at $6,000. So if you're in the system a really long time um, and you do get your your award, your benefit amount, um, that fee's capped at $6,000. Um, we don't get paid. Reps don't get paid if you don't get your benefits. So we work to make sure up front that you're eligible, that you have the medical you need, we work with you throughout that period to make sure that you're still going to the doctor, you've still got good medical, um, that you, you know, you're still eligible for those benefits. And it just, it can take a long time sometimes. Um, but if you can get a, your benefits at that initial application level, um, that's the ideal uh, for anybody seeking benefits. So wrap it up for us, Mary Dale. What a, an interesting segment, and thank you for being with us. And it's just absolutely so important for people to hear and try and understand because you are in a confusing business. And so for the rest of us to hear how to go through the process is really enlightening. Give us your best advice. What If somebody gets injured, whether it's on the job or they get cancer or something happens that makes it so they truly cannot work, what do you want them to know about their Social Security disability benefits? First of all, determine, try to determine before you apply and waste your time and energy and Social Securities if you're eligible. You can go to file, F-I-L-E-S-S-D-I dot com or truehelp.com and you can use our little screening tool and answer some questions and it will tell you, okay, it looks like you might be eligible and then you can go to another level of the screening and it's a little bit more in-depth, but it will probably tell you if you're eligible or not and we're pretty accurate with our our assessment process. It's maybe 35 questions. It's free. It takes 15 minutes max. Um, if you're at work, you're thinking, you know, my MS, my back pain, my, uh, my lupus is really kind of encroaching on my ability to work. Um, you can also go to truehelp.com and there's a free ebook there that you can download. It's called Applying for Social Security Disability Insurance, Getting It Right the First Time. And it was written by, um, our owner, Jim Alsup. And it's a nice book, easy to read, has pretty clear outline of what to expect and how all the money works and what all the levels are, um, but it really focuses on making sure that you're successful when you first apply. And um, it's free, and you can just download it on your computer right from the website. Absolutely great information. Thank you, Mary Dale, for being with us. And the website sure. where people can see more about you is that com. yes? Allsup.com or truehelp.com. Either one will get you there. Thank you so much for being with us. And if you want more information about this, of course, you can listen to this podcast and you should share it with your friends and anybody that you know that might be going through this. And the website is allsup.com. You can get your information there. And it really is important that we all know this before some God forbid thing happens. Because I mean, with me last summer, it was kind of a bummer. But now I've just learned from Mary Dale that we, you know, we didn't really 
have a hope anyway because it was just a four-month thing. But it's good to know because at least now I am not blaming myself for not doing more about it. So, you know, it's good to be educated, and that's what these shows are really all about. You he, are listening. What? He needs to have He needs to have workers' comp insurance. That's what you do in that short-term problem like that. Yeah, <laughs> so I know, and it's really expensive, too. So that's one of the reasons. Yeah. But going up on the ladders, he's getting that now. So this has been such great advice. And listeners, again, as I say, share this show with your friends. You can listen on iHeart, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are played. But of course, we would like you to listen on RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole, and stay well.